we welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Today is our 26th part of one teaching. All right, I'm emphasizing this for the benefit of those of you who are joining us either for the first time or, or this is your second or third or fourth week. If you will benefit from this, you will do yourself a huge favor by trying to connect with the entire series so far. The entire series. You cannot listen to one at the expense or in the absence of the others. Now, they are all available on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. If, you, if you're going on a computer or even on your phone, you go to your browser, you type www.thebasiliacommission. Basilia is spelled B-A-S-I. Those of you that keep asking, where do we get your messages? Where do we get your messages? Just write it down now. B-A-S-I-L-E-I. A, commission, C-O-M-M-I-S-S-I-O-N, dot podbean, dot com. The Basilia Commission, dot podbean, dot com. If you didn't get the spelling, look at the person next to you. <laughs> it's not a jam exam hall. Right? And just copy in the hope that they wrote the right thing. All right? T-H-E-B-A-S-I-L-E- I A C O M I S I O N dot pod P O D bean B E A N like beans podbean.com. All our teachings, uh, there's like 400 hours of teaching on there that have been downloaded as at today over 12,000 times. Yeah. So this entire series, except for last week's, but from parts one to parts 24, are on there. And this is just one teaching. All right? So most of the questions now that people are asking you, if they are really interested in learning, there's something we have taught that answers to it. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of putting together resources. So you just know how to point people in what direction to point them when something comes up. And you yourself sit down, listen to that thing. When something rocks you in that particular area, go back and eat the word. All right? I'm emphasizing that again because of the sensitive nature of what we're talking about tonight. Today's part 26. Part what? That means that before part 26, there was part one, there was part two, part three, part four. For those of you that do not know how to count, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then we went on to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Then we went into 21. We touched on 22. We stopped by 23. We branched into 24. Pitched our tent around 25. And today, we're at 26 and counting. One teaching, right? One teaching. So please avail yourself of that. The series has been titled The Christ Conscious, The Christ Conscious Believer. We began to look at what it means to be Christ conscious, to be aware of, and therefore to respond appropriately to the work of God in Christ, his nature, his person, his message, and his system, right? So the gospel is not just Jesus as a person. Because if the gospel is Jesus as a person on its own, we have a problem because Jesus did not ever preach Jesus as a person. What Jesus called the gospel was not linked to him as it were. 
Jesus didn't come preaching Jesus. So if the gospel is Jesus, full stop, we have a problem. Because there's nowhere that Jesus preached him. He preached him pointing to something. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the door. Yeah? I am the shepherd. I am. I am. I am. Every time they asked him a question, his response is, the kingdom of God is like. He went town to town, place to place, preaching the good news or the gospel of the kingdom. There's a problem, therefore, if you preach Jesus with no understanding of what Jesus was about and who Jesus is about. Are you following me? The gospel is not just Jesus, but Jesus as the person, Jesus as his nature, Jesus as his message, and Jesus as his culture, his system. That's the gospel. Now, for a Christ-conscious believer, therefore, it's not just one who says, in Jesus' name. We talked about it last week. Was it last week? We talked about the name, Onoma, Onomatos, the authority in. It's not just one who says in Jesus' name. That's not what makes you be a Christian. I dare say it's not good enough to be Christ-like. That's not the plan of God. The plan of God is that as he is, not like he is. You're not a type. You're trying to be like Christ. That's not the idea. The idea is you become as he is. Does that make sense? So to be a Christ-conscious believer, you must, be, you must be aware of and therefore appropriately respond to all God did in Christ by way of his person, who he is. So there's no ambiguity about who Christ is to you. His nature, how he consists, his message, what he speaks and intends for you to learn and therefore speak, and his system, his way, of doing things. And to respond appropriately to that is what makes you a Christ conscious believer. And until you are conscious of something, you cannot reap the benefits of it. Until you are. That's, that's the brief synopsis of, of the series so far. So we started by looking at a few hallmarks or, or characteristics, if you may, of a Christ conscious believer. We said the first one was what? A Christ conscious believer is grateful for the cross, the twofold nature of what Christ did on the cross, right? Number two, he understands the twofold significance of the resurrection, our justification, and our eternal security. Number three, he acknowledges that he had no part to play in the salvation plan. Number four, the Christ conscious believer is mindful of and subject to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Number five, the Christ conscious believer appropriates the rights, benefits, and sonships, and responsibilities rather, of sonship. Number six, the Christ conscious believer walks in his royal priesthood status without apology. That's where we emphasize the priesthood of all believers, right? Number seven, the Christ conscious believer values and submits to discipleship. And number eight, the Christ conscious believer is bound by and yielded to God's word in the light of Christ only. Number nine, the Christ conscious believer is evolving in his nature and 
character. Remember that? That was very, that was very, very crucial. Number 10, a Christ-conscious believer is fixated on eternal realities more than earthly pursuits. 11, a Christ-conscious believer is driven by a zeal to preach the gospel. And by now, the bug has caught you and you realize how easy it is to share the gospel. Number 12, the Christ-conscious believer understands and does not despise the local church. Yeah. Especially in this age where the local church is, is under a great onslaught. I just posted something this evening before I came upstairs from my office. Maybe at this point, since we're doing a synopsis, maybe I should read it if it will allow me to get to it in time as regarding the local church. Uh, has anybody found it? Okay, I read. It's on Facebook on my page an hour ago. The church gathers together. If you have gone through the DSTP, you know this very well by now. The church gathers together in locations for fellowship, which includes worship. Because First John 1 says our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, and you should have fellowship with us. So our, worship is, our fellowship is vertical and horizontal. Make sense? One another with the Father, worship. Fellowship, fellowship, the word, and prayer. So the three key elements of the church coming together. Together, no individual is the church. No individual. There's a couple of our guys that came in here and had that understanding and I, from DSTPO we took time to show it. No individual is the church. And I wrote here, you alone and God do not constitute the church. Every believer joins the universal church at the point of salvation and should be planted in a local expression where the word is taught with the correct emphasis, that is, in the light of Christ. The church of Jesus is not an abstract that exists only in the realm of the spirit. Some place that is transcendent and can only be accessed by deep knowledge and meditation. This is a bunch of people that make, it, make everything about our realities in God to be inaccessible. Worship in spirit and truth, one matrix somewhere. Being part of the church, another matrix somewhere. So it's when you see it and you are deep and you are deep and you are deep. You now rise. You now enter the church for the service. Now, as funny as it sounds, I've just in simple terms explained to you the mindset of a lot of so-called Christian or believing scholars about the church. The most dangerous thing about studying God's word is to study it to the point where you feel like everything in your reality is above it. Did you hear what I said? Everything about your reality is above it. You're, you are so one with God. You don't need to pray. You're so one with God. You don't need to sing. You're so one with God. You don't need to be with the brethren because you are in church. You and God are brethren. And there's people like that. And the most dangerous fallacy is the one that is sprinkled with an icing of truth. That's, it's more difficult to detect that kind of lie when it is sprinkled with truth. You're like, ah, I'm against religion. But on this side of religion is such that, you know what? Me alone. I am the father. No, you are heaven and earth. Only you. So the church is not an abstract 
that exists only in the realm of the spirit, some place that is transcendent and can only be assessed by deep knowledge and meditation. The church is tangible, present, on the move, powerful, and active. The church gathers together. Every believer should be planted in a local expression of the universal church of Jesus Christ. Don't be carried away by the noise. There is no counterfeit in the absence of the original. Christ has his church in the earth, present, healthy today. There's a tribe with your name on it. Find it by the spirit. Throw yourself in. Then I added, my clan gathers this evening. So when I posted today's stream, I wrote, his church, my clan. It's not my church. Oh. Do you understand? His church, our clan. No individual is the church. No, his church is healthy. Oh, the church of God is so messed up. Christianity is messed up. The church is all right. The church is all right. Nobody can mess up what he planted. I know the noise is deafening and we, are, we need to filter and see. But the remnant, nothing do also. Mm. So if you don't get a personal vendetta against church, oh, church did me like this. Church, no, 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 it's not church that did you. It's the denomination that did you. Don't confuse it. All the church does is oikodomo. It builds. It edifies. If you encountered anything else, it was not a church. It was a cult in Jesus' name. It's not a church. The church builds. You've walked into the wrong place. Repent and walk out. And plant yourself somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, in this age, you don't go to a local church because it's close to your house. No. No, these days, you move house to live close to the local church. <laughs> if you need to move because you think about your commute to work don't you hey, 59 to work 59. Church, let me just there's one church in my frontage follow the word though not convenience not friends not family not I'm cool here this is our family church <laughs> our parents were born here our grandparents were born here there's no such thing. It doesn't despise. That's number 12. Understands and does not despise the local church, right? Number 13, and that was exciting. The Christ conscious believer is given to prayer. And we have spent the past few weeks stepping up our prayer deposit. And it can only go up. I've told you guys, I'm looking forward to the day we'll be calling a one accord meeting, eight hours. And all we would do is pray in the spirit. If you come, if we say, come and pray your understanding, you come and start giving a word of knowledge or reading Bible, I will shut off your microphone. One accord, when we pray in the spirit, and you say, come and pray in the understanding, you come, Father, we thank you. You are praying with the revelation in the understanding of what you have prayed in the Holy Ghost. That's not what you should give us word of knowledge. The Lord said, that's not the time for the Lord said. These five scriptures the Lord showed me, keep it, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. That's not the time. Or else you break the prayer flow. If we pray in the Holy Ghost and somebody comes, who is, who is led? But if I, by, 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 before we even say who is led, you should be hanging around. Do you understand? Ready to take the microphone and pray in the understanding. As soon as you do that, we move on to the next thing the Lord is saying and we pray. We will come and pray in the Holy Ghost for eight hours. If you're an intellectual Christian, stay at home. If you're a believer, stay at home. 
No, we pray. Christ did not come to deliver us from praying. Do you understand? No. He didn't. He came to adjust our prayer focus. Even before he died, he was pointing them as to how to pray. Ah, I'm a son of God now. I don't need to pray. Clap for yourself. That's why your life is the way it is. No, we pray. I said to you last week, I think one accord, I said, if you come into the understanding of who you are as a son of God, you understand that the gathering of sons of God is the real prayer house. Yes, <laughs> All that nonsense that's going on out there. No, when we pray, tremendous power is available. That's why when somebody says to you something in the name of Jesus, outside the name of Jesus, he goes to see somebody at night to make it come to pass in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Do you understand? We tell you this is what the Lord says and we go to sleep. You stay awake if you like. One of the, pray, one of the I promised God, one of the lies I will never tell as a pastor is to say I'm praying for you when I plan to go and watch TV and sleep. Emoji, you, you, you see, I've been around a long time. We know these things. Say, I'm praying, for, I'll be praying for you. It's a lie. We are eating and watching TV and about to sleep. Now, what do you prefer? A real pastor that will tell you, I'm watching TV. Let's talk later. It is well with you. Or the pastor that will tell you, I'm praying for you, be at peace. You now sit down. Say, Pastor is praying for me. Hey. The only person you should fully believe if they tell you I'm praying for you is your mother. Don't believe anybody else. Oh. <laughs> you better pray for yourself. If your mom tells you I'm praying for you, most times even when your mom is praying for you, she's on your matter in a particular matter. There's something that her, her expectations over you have not been met. She has her script for your life. The way your life is going is not following her script. Ah, I'm praying for you, child. Who has that kind of mother? Oh, my mom is healthy, alive or well, if she's not watching now. Yeah. And my mother-in-law too, if she's, not, if she's not watching now. Oh, yeah. See, I'm looking at it. You know, There's one rest, there's one settlement. I wrote here in my prayer point of 2009. Among the three things God should do for me in the next decade. Who knows what I'm talking about? It has not, I'm praying for you. Most times they're praying for you to, for you to enter their will for God in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not God's will. For, no, no, no. Their will for God in your life. There's God's will. Then there's a godly mother who has her will in God for your life. Oh no, we pray. We pray. Number 14, that's where we are today. I took time to go through a, a little bit of a synopsis so you understand the journey that brought us here. So if you, at the end of tonight, feel like I don't understand it, that's why you have part one to 25 to catch up on. Because here in this house, we eat the word. Eat it. It's our premium is the word. Here we are, people for whom God's word alone is sufficient. It's, there's nothing we do here more than the word. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing will ever take the place of the word. We, we, have you seen us sing and praise and worship? We are mad people. We don't have any sense of self-respect. When we catch phone, ah, my days. 
We play table tennis. We, we are fun people. We are all round people. When we pray, ay, 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 ay. Ah. And then some of us, not all of us, some of us, when we eat, oh Jesus, oh Lord, la kabadaha. You know? Some of us dress nice. Some of us, if you had your way, you wouldn't even dress. Like, what is the what kind of trouble is this to wear clothes? You wake up in the morning, you wear one, you wear two, inside three, four. Why? Adam, why? <laughs> I thought Christ has, the second Adam has repaired this thing. Why? Why? <laughs> so we dress, some people don't care about it, but top of the list till he returns or calls us home, the word. The word. The word people. That's where the grounding is. Do you understand? So pay attention to it. If you are following us, if you are joining us in this house, you have a lot of catching up to do. You have a lot. Some questions that if you listen to some teachings, you won't ask. You will not be found asking those questions. Just go and find the materials. Listen to them. It's free. Only cost you your data. Oh, you don't want to spend data? Bring a flash drive, OTG, whatever it is. They'll copy all the things for you. So you can keep up with what is happening. Because a lot more is coming. A lot more is coming. A lot more is coming. So let's go into today's. The Christ conscious believer is one who spends and is spent. For the kingdom. The Christ conscious believer is one who spends and is spent for the kingdom. The Christ conscious believer gives, gives, and gives again. Are you ready for this? One of the things we'll be doing with this series is setting the record straight. That's what it means to be an apologetic for truth. You set the record straight. All kinds of things. I said earlier when I was reading that, that text about the church on Facebook that there is no counterfeit in the absence of an original. I gave an example the other day. I asked if anybody has seen a 5,000 naira fake note. There can't be a fake 5,000 naira note. There can't be a fake 2,000 naira note. In spite of all the rumors that have, that have mailed over the years, there's no fake 2,000 naira note because there's no real 2,000 naira note. A few weeks ago, I also put up a post about how some of you, how many of you have been in a car accident before? You've been in a car crash. Lift your hand. You've been in a car that was involved in an accident. Yeah? Lift your hands up now. Why are you afraid? I'm not going to call you and ask you why. <laughs> I've been in a car accident before. Right? Okay. So, no, keep your hands up. Those of you who have been in the car accident before. Keep your hand right up. If after the car accident you stopped getting into cars, put your hand down. After the car crash, you stopped. You said, I will never enter cars again. I will trek or boat. If there's no boat... To where I'm going. So, so everybody whose hand is up has been in a car crash and is still using cars. Right. Put your hands down. You are still using cars. Right. Wow. I celebrate you. You have flown before. I'm looking forward to one hand. Oh, yes. Put it up, brother. Put it up. Hallelujah. If you've been in certain flights, especially international flights, where you come into turbulence, oh my God, 
You see Muslims praying in tongues. Everybody shouts amen. I'm not joking. I'm not. In Jesus' name. Blood of Jesus. Everybody at that point. If that blood is working for anybody, let it work for us now. <laughs> if blood, I be that blood is going to work. You plead it, Mima, I plead it. Let's all plead it together. Everybody, even an atheist, suddenly is preparing to say amen. Because you see, life and preservation are beyond winning an argument. That's why I don't answer to nonsense. Life and preservation. You can convince yourself all you want. There's no life, there's no God, anything, anything, until life comes to demand it of you. Oh yes, hold hands. You hold hands. Then when the when the gas mask, oxygen mask drop from the ah, the was serious. It's a serious matter because when it drops, it means there's no oxygen in the cabin anymore. It's losing cabin pressure, and you are panicking. Then you see the waitresses, and you see the fear on their own face in the midst of their professionalism. Hey, in those days when aircrafts land, we used to clap. You don't re- oh. When the plane successfully lands, everybody in the plane will clap and celebrate. Because at the time your plane is taking off, it is, it is shaking like a grinding machine that does your tomato. You still fly. And you are in one church. The pastor took your money. The pastor talked to you anyhow. The pastor was not nice to you. The member did that. Or the pastor fell. Or something happened. You now got angry. And left. I'm not doing church again. You are a fool. Raka. You fool. You don't have sense. You're a simpleton. You, if you left church because a church offended you, you are a hypocrite to be entering cars after I had an accident. Now you're quiet. Talk to me. You are a hypocrite to be entering cars after you had a car crash. For some of you here, after your parents or loved ones died in a car crash. You are still, you still have enough faith to enter a car and not ask the driver for his driver's license. Asking for his driving experience. How many years have you driven? Have you crashed a car before? Driver, wait first. No, you go there, they ask you for your name. They put your name on their manifesto. You don't ask for the driver's manifesto. You have gone to ABC before. And you told them, let me know the driver that is taking us to Inugu. What's his name? How many years has he been driving? Has anybody reported him for rough driving before? Do you have a copy of his driver's license on file? Is he insured? Does he have a family? Because there's how somebody that has children drives better than somebody that doesn't have any children. So this is, does he have a family? He doesn't have a wife. Does he, does he like his wife? Because there's somebody, there's how somebody can be, his wife can be doing him something. He can want to kill himself. He just wants to take companions to accompany him to the great beyond beyond. You have ever done that? No. And it's God that you struggle to have faith in. It's God that can wait because of what church did to you. And today, it's giving that you have closed completely and not going to give if you know what church has taken from me. It's your ignorance that took it from you. It's your ignorance. Nobody, did anybody put a gun to your form? The prophet, did he put a gun to your head? He said, give first fruit now or you die. Choose your first fruit or your life. No. Stitch together some cleverly, stupidly arranged scriptures. With punchlines that look like what to want to hear. If you don't tithe, your life will be tight. Oh, Rema, 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 Rema. Preach it, preacher, preach it. 
preach it. Yeah, that, oh, that, that statement trended. Oh, 90s into early 2000s, my days. If you don't, con- if you don't stay connected, you will end up frustrated. Say with me, I am too connected to be frustrated. Thank you, son. Am I preaching good? Foolishness. Foolishness. The Lord, you know, somebody will come and read a scripture for you, Psalm 71. And say, I want to speak the Psalm 71 blessing over you. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. You have to, we don't have it so much in, I mean, lately, the Nigerians have started using foreign currency to raise offering because it's more profitable than Naira. Hmm? But abroad is, is very common. A $71 seed or a $710 seed or a $7,100 seed to re- unleash the blessing of Psalm 71, Psalm 91, Psalm 27. Here in Calabar, you're in the program. So God does something in Christ. The word has record of all God has done. The Holy Spirit ministries to unpack that into your life. But a charlatan comes and tells you, sow a seed to unpack it. And you sowed it. No, the man is wise. You are foolish. The man has sense. He has great business sense. Because I've said over and over, this nonsense in church will not stop until we frustrate the demand. It is the demand that fuels the supply. It's the demand that fuels the supply. The only difference between a lot of Christian gatherings and Beth Niger is that they don't have the same colors of signboard. Yes, That's all. No difference. No difference. And so I know there's a lot of you here tonight that are feeling, ah, you don't know, I've given land, I've given cars, I've given, oh, what church? Use my eye to see. Forgive yourself. It wasn't church. So you can live again, L-I-V-E. Because a lot of us that are coming into truth have to learn not just to accept truth now, but to live again in the light of that truth. Or else you'll be kept, kept around the altar of what your past did to you. Does that make sense? So this is about setting the records straight. There's a lot of evil teachings that are proceeded about giving. A lot. I know them all. All. And it's with that in view they were teaching this part of this teaching. Does that make sense? So release yourself. Don't foreclose yourself. Don't do that. I, I, I apologize for the big shops. <laughs> I apologize for the people that you fell in, or into whose trap you fell. It was your ignorance. By teaching you what, you don't want to come to go and sing and play and bring rapper and choreographer. Because you see this mess, the church created it. You have budgets of millions to do national convention. You bring bishop this from America. You bring evangelist this from Sapele. You bring, you know, doctor this from Kano. You will bring archbishop, apostle this from UK. And you bring them to teach the word. You will now bring this rapper, that choreographer, that spoken word poet to come and give, to keep the young children and the, young, the youth entertained. And so teenagers will have their section where they are doing rap. Doing, I don't have any problem with that. Doing hip-hop, doing choreography, doing, um, what do you call it? Catwalk. Yeah? Fashion show. Mr. and Mrs. Church. You know, I, I, I know what I'm saying. 
I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. Fashion runway. Da, 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 da. Hey, Paul looked at a 14-year-old and said, from when thou was a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise. How did he know it? By choreography? By 17, he was in charge of the churches that had issues. It wasn't normal churches Paul was sending Timothy to. Do you understand? Die-hard churches. I think he got into that by choreography or by fashion runway. Quiz. How many people in the Bible were their names given before they were born? How does that help anything? Name six major prophets in the Bible. How does that help anything? Shortest verse in the Bible. Longest. Hey, I invented that thing. Me. Me. In the manner of speaking. How does it help anything? People are acquainted with Bible statistics and are absent with Bible truth. I know the Bible. I know. 39 books, 27 books, 27 books, 39 books. You know, the longest verse is, the shortest verse is, the longest sentence is, the shortest sentence is, you know, the, the Torah is. So what? what? Where is there light in that? You're armed with statistics. Paul wrote half of the New Testament. John wrote these pastoral epistles. That doesn't help anything. Doesn't help anything. So we know all the tricks. And we're going to set it straight. Are you here tonight? We're going to set it straight. A lot of things have disguised themselves as the gospel over the years. We need to clean it up. Honestly. Because the people that are now pastors, is this helping anybody? Are the people that were dancing in choreography 20 years ago? So people that were doing rap group. A capella, fashion runway, variety night. They're the ones that have been promoted now to pastors and given swathes of God's precious people to mislead. So forgive me if I take as hard a stance as I do teaching the truth. So yeah, hey, hey, that, 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 past church, young, young people, come and hold a word conversation with one of them. Come and try them. Young people of a different breed. Without greed. Rhyme intended. Because when it's eventually your turn. Ah, the church will be healthy. Because this room will not look like this. Like this for the next three to five years. Oh, take my word, write it down. God will scatter you abroad. Take my word. I'm not trying to keep you here for long. No, 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 no. You are going through a school. It's not bad news that takes people away. Good, you get contracts, you marry and go abroad, you will get businesses. God will call you to places. Life will just realter the whole thing. Either go or God will chase you. I, I promise you. <laughs> I'm telling you, when it's time to go, just go. <laughs> no, this, the color of this room will constantly change constantly change and someday across the world light is shining simultaneously in a way that it cannot shine in one room even if your building is worth four billion nonsense we misplaced our priorities build people not buildings and then scatter the people try to keep them keep them we must hit 2000 by force what who bewitched us Church growth drive, we must, every each one, reach one. We must multiply. 
I say I know all the tricks. So we're not taking this path because we know not what to do. Ah, on the contrary. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is my head. We know all the tricks. Each one, rich one, bring, don't come to church. If you're a worker in this church, don't come to church without a soul. Are you the one that died for the soul? They now give you soul-saving card. Be thinking, hey, you must hit 2,000 what? No. More like 2,000 goats. No, no. Because if you're raising 2,000 sons, the 2,000 should be changing as, as they're growing God. You're, you're, you're confident for God to send them off with light all over the world. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to keep you here. You become my five years. I'm looking at your face. You'll be boring me. Because by the time you're spiritually obese, what are you doing with it? Feed it out. I'm not saying everybody here will not stay here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you will be scattered abroad. I promise you. When it happens, you remember. You know me, I'm, I, I, I'm, have you noticed I know how to be coming down? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I say the word, if you believe it, your problem. If you don't believe it, your problem. So far, there's nothing that has returned void. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I don't have to answer prophet. Nothing. That's why we are teaching you. So open up your heart as we go into this. Is that clear? Let's read the scripture. 2 Corinthians 11. If you're joining us for the first time, I am hoping and praying that the person that invited you told you that in that church they did preach. They are preached. They used to preach for long. So if you're inviting anybody, I've, I've, I've told you before, haven't I? If you're inviting anybody, tell them. Say, ah, our own. When we come, we spend time in the word. When it's time for prayer, ah, yeah, yeah, we pray. Time for music. We're coming. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 11, from verse 1 to 4. I read in the New King James. Oh, that you will bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me, Paul says to the Corinthian church, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Three, but I fear... Lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is Christ. So you see, in Christ is simplicity. <laughs> For if he, verse 4, comes preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, in other words, a complex Jesus. Are you in this room with me? Or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not received, the way I'm looking at you, you may as well put up with it. Paul was expressing his concern to the Corinthian church. Give me the TPT, verse 1 to 4. The Passion Translation. I've not checked it up, but let's, hear how we, let's see how we put it in verse 1. Now, please bear with some of my craziness <laughs> for a moment. Yes, please be patient with me. You, you need to know that God's passion is burning inside me for you because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ the true bridegroom. I've also promised that I will present his fiancée to him as a pure virgin bride. Verse 3, his answer is, but for now, I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts 
may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. Four, for you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching a pseudo-Jesus, not the Jesus we have preached. You have accepted the spirit and gospel that is false rather than the spirit and gospel you once embraced. Let's see it in the NLT, New Living Translation. I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, verse 2. For I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Verse 4. You happily put up with what, whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you have received or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. I'm hoping that's not the narrative for somebody in this room. And if that is, it changes after tonight. The gospel of Christ is in its simplicity. The problem of Christ is in his simplicity. The gospel of Christ is in its simplicity. The problem of Christ is in his simplicity. We need to engage and participate in what is going on in our lives. The average human being, the average homosexual sapien is a control freak. The average human being wants to be in control of everything around him at every point in time. Surrounding him rather. That's why earth, that we have Australia, over 40% of Australia is uninhabited. Cross River State here has loads of uninhabited areas. America as large as it is, the whole suites going up Alaska and stuff are not inhabited. Texas, has, Texas was a country before, before it joined the Union. Huge areas of it uninhabited. You leave Earth and want to go to space to see whether you can live in Mars. For what? To do what? If trumpets sound in Mars, will you hear? You send somebody to supermarket in, in Earth to buy you groceries and realize the rapture took place. And we have got you, you are in mass, you came to. To do what? Now there's now people. Has a, a, a company that does tourism to the moon. $200,000 a seat. Just to shoot up into space. And now it's not enough. You want to now raise a colony. So those of you that, that here that are going to Nigeria, don't frustrate me. Nigeria, don't tire me. Check online. You, might, you can have a fresh start in Mars. I want to. Why? Because the average human being is, is driven by a desire to know and understand and appreciate and explain everything around him. That kind of homo sapien mindset is alien to the simplicity of Christ. Because you see, in Christ, there's such a simplicity that no man of God, no teacher of the word that understands the gospel of Christ will ever stand before his people and say, I want to show you six mysteries. No son of light will have the enfrontry to stand before believers and say, let me show you nine mysteries to righteousness. Let me unravel to you the secrets of holiness. Let me show you the keys to prosperity. And you like it, you bring out your notebook. Phew! 
kinoma 1 kinoma 2 kinoma 3 ki look at your life look at the keys you got look at your life and the keys he is not a mystery anymore it's not he's not there's no mystery in christ i was studying the lord showed me a mystery no sir that's mysticism it's no mystery in christ there's 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 elements of your knowledge in christ that you have not come into no problem come down but don't come into it and then feel like it was you that discovered it how much more bring a complete pseudo gospel something that's totally alien to the gospel that's why we take time to teach these things do you understand okay now against this backdrop i've explained to you about the bastardization of giving hmm? how many of you have fallen victim to that kind of giving before 24 hour miracle yeah redemption seed redeeming the firstborn is a crime to be born as a firstborn you must pay for it in church how dare you allow yourself to be born as a firstborn when you were, why didn't you choose secondborn i told you before i said it's easy if you ask me i'll say i'm the secondborn who is the firstborn our house doesn't have firstborn a family without firstborn it's not when you have firstborn you redeem the firstborn Am I my mother? Ask my mother. Did I born myself? Are you aware of any elder child in your family? Not that I know of. That makes you def- is it by force to be first? I say I'm the second born. Huh? Is it by force to be first born? See Esau. See Esau. What? How did first born help him? I'm second born. Yeah. Well, look for who to redeem. Because you see that what you have laughed about is exactly your reality as a believer. That's exactly your reality as a believer. You are the second born. You're the second born. Romans 8:29. For whom he did predestinate. Put it up. Romans 8:29. You see it. For whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus, that he Jesus may be what? May be what? May be what? among many brethren all of us are second born jesus first born even of those who fell asleep even of resurrection he's mentioned as the first fruits of those from the dead and after him us redeem me why go to the first born seed here first born here the bible said The Lord said to me, "I'm bring Old Testament Leviticus. <laughs> Hear the word of the Lord. No, the word of the law. Yes. The word of the Lord is full of grace and truth." John one fourteen. He is my redeemer. What am I redeeming? If he redeemed me, Wait, because that's why I say go and go to Podbean. Go to, 
go to point. Redemption from the king's man redeemer. Where do you see a record that after Boaz sorted out Ruth's matter, Ruth still had to do something to settle in Boaz's house? Now, once that exchange was completed, once the swap was completed, the sander was removed and given as evidence of full payment for the redemption of Ruth. She settled and instantly became Mrs. Boaz yes, with all attendant rights and benefits. Yes, and she, began, she, got, she got to work because her work was to orchestrate the lineage of David through whom Jesus will come. What are you redeeming? And then you now come to tithe. Ah, I've told you in this house already. Why do we only preach one tithe? 10% of your gross. Preach the other tithes now. The tithe of your tithe that the Levites eat, uncle. The seven-year tithe, uncle. The jubilee tithe, uncle. The annual harvest tithe, uncle. That doesn't go to the church, oh. You carry your tithe with your family in the presence of the Lord. And sit down and eat it. The glory of God in your tithing in the old covenant was is in him enjoying watching you eat it. Not in him taking it from you to eat. How can somebody who says in Isaiah 1, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, which house can you build for me? He says you cannot build a house for me. That's why there's no physical building called church. Name it whatever you want. Cathedral, tabernacle, synagogue, synagogue, church, sanctuary, tent. Whatever you want to call it, it's your freaking business. There is no physical edifice. He said, Peter echoed, he does not dwell in buildings made by physical hands. If God is here right now, it's because I am here. As I live here, he's gone. Except if you stayed. That's why I promised you here, this hub, I promised you. When we, one day you will come, we'll finish word and life like this. We are leaving. You see people setting up to do a party, night party. They are bringing crates of beer, stacking it outside. You are leaving. You say, hey, see what they are doing to the house of the Lord. Is something wrong with you? You now see them streaming, doing their thing. You see my word doing lighting. You see me doing sound. I, I've, don't say I didn't tell you. Because as part of my vocational job, I am an audio engineer. Nostelma does not interview anybody in the nursing room. Excuse me, before I took you this injection, are you a Christian? No. I only give Christians injection. Goodness, did I ask you that before you give birth? We only deliver Christian babies here. We only, we only plate Christian hair here. The hair you're about to plate, you don't know whether the Hindus that wore it in India or, 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 or what is the other place? Brazilian. Do you know where the hair came from? You think it's Christian hair on your head? You yourself don't know the hair, the origin of the hair on your head. I'm an audio engineer amongst other things. You will see me mixing, the sound will be tight. You see off young playing bass, if they paid us to supply musician, we will supply musician. 
And he ain't got nothing on my salvation. Because you see this religious thing, it, it, it will take a conscious effort to break it. Conscious effort. There's no building called church. It's just the one building called church. Our, our bodies together. Our bodies. So the point I'm making is if scripture has abundantly established that there is no physical building that God demands. I didn't say that you, don't, you should not use buildings. I didn't say that. Because Jesus said, I do not pray that you take them out of the world. John 17, 17. John 17, rather. So we agree that, according to scripture, no physical building is called church. God, God doesn't dwell in a physical building called church. Why then will he need to eat your physical offering? And if yes, how? How? He doesn't use physical buildings. But he requires your physical money. To the point where if you default in paying that physical money, he has a serious dog farm for devourers. He will just open the devourers, give them your name. Devourers after you. Devourers will come after you. You know what God has then become? In the drug game, if you watch movies or read, he has become the cartel head, the capone, the connect head. The one that handles his primeras that supply the drugs and bring the returns. Or the one that handles the distros that have not brought back the payments for the drugs that they took to sell. So if you don't bring back what is his, he comes after you, you are cheating him. If a God can be affected by human returns, he's not worthy of being worshipped. If a God is so threatened by what you don't give him that he sends his undertakers after you, then you are a better God than that God. I'm online. I'm not telling you what I'm not able. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let it echo across the world. Pav says, you're a better God. You know why you're a better God? Right now, somebody is owing you right now that you have not messed up. True or false? Even, even where the things are hurting you. There's somebody that is owing you money. You have not messed them up. You have not locked them up. You have not gone to harass them. You have not shut down their lives. And the people that are owing you, you even have leverage over them. That you can use to squeeze them to pay. You haven't used it. You're more righteous than God. Why do you need him? You're holier than him. We need to lead that God to you. You know how they lead men to Christ? No, that we need to lead that God to you. He needs to be born again. He needs to worship you. Because you're operating at a level that transcends his realm of possibility. You see why Paul says another gospel? And he says you believe it. It's like the God that cannot forgive you but punishes you for not forgiving. <laughs> so my brother keeps offending me, keeps offending me. How many times will I forgive him and is enough? Jesus said 70 times 7. Doesn't mean 490. It's a Greek euphemism for infinitely. It's a figure of speech. And then you, the moment you set one foot wrong, delete. 
That's why we're taking time to teach. You see why it takes a lot of time? What kind of God is that? You are better than that God. The God needs to be born again. Please the devourers after you. Let's not even start talking, at, talking about the technicalities of tithing and the fact that Mark Malachi was not referring to everybody. was not referring to church. There was no church then. It was not even referring to Jews. It was referring to the Levites, the priests. Go and read from chapter 2. Time you get to chapter 3, you, are, ah, you have robbed me. How? You forget that the context of what he was dealing with is priests who were collecting tithe and eating all of it, their own, plus the one that was supposed to go in to sustain the Levites, the fatherless, and the poor, which were the three categories of people that tithe was supposed to cater for. So instead of this priest remitting it into the storehouse, uncle, storehouse was physical. In each of your cities, you shall build, God told them, storehouses that you will bring of your increase to feed the Levites who didn't have an inheritance on allotment in Israel. And then the widow and the fatherless. Bring ye the tithe into the storehouse that there might be meat. He didn't say bring ye the money. The tithe was increase, agricultural increase, that there might be food in the storehouse to do what the storehouse needs to do. Yes. And that was referring to the priests, the Levites in Malachi 3, coming from Malachi 2. It was the priest who was addressing. It didn't suddenly change to incorporate the entire universal church, past, present, and future. The devil is a liar. And that's why I don't even take time to. There are some things like I don't argue, honestly. I'm too busy too busy. Oh, pastor, how about Matthew 23? 23. Oh, that one is even more stupid. Jesus said you, you tithe on mint and cumin, but you ignore the weightier matters of the law. First of all, the weightier matters of the what? Of the what? Weightier matters of the what? Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law was two of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Why is it called sin and death? Second Corinthians 3 verse 7, the ministry of death. Verse 11 or thereabout, the ministry of condemnation. Passing glory, but we all now, verse 18, beholding as in a mirror with unveiled faces, the glory of the Lord are being changed into that image from glory to glory. Hebrews 7, 8, 9, and 10. He takes away the first that he might establish. For if there had been no fault found with the first, he would not have brought away the second. But finding fault with it, he said, I will now establish a new covenant. Quoting Jeremiah 31. So it's a baby or a total ignoramus that will stand and be arguing for me now that the law is still in force. Yeah, scripture is clear. It's Romans 3, 23, 21. For a righteousness apart from the law has now been revealed. For we know Galatians 4, verse 6 or thereabout, that, that by, 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 the, by, by the law can no one be made righteous. Romans 11 and verse 6, if it is of, of works, it cannot be grace. Otherwise, works will not be said to be works. If it's grace, then it cannot be works. Otherwise, grace cannot be said to be grace. I'm writing, I'm calling scriptures. Write them down. They're on the screen. It's clear. Galatians 2, having 
nailed the handwriting of the ordinances that was written concerning us that was contrary, 11 and 12, there about Colossians 2 to us, having nailed them on the cross. What is ordinances? Law. Put up Colossians 2 for them, 11, 14. Start from 11. In him you also circumcised the circumcision made without human hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. That's what he sent us. That's verse 2. Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you, past tense, all trespasses, no exception. Keep going. 14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. Stay in 14, flip to TPT. Let it be in very, very clear English. If I go to the message. The slate wiped clean. That old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. And people are arguing that grace is enablement to keep the law. That's one of the most draconian, devilish, demonic doctrines that have been introduced to the church in recent times. Lest somebody deceive you away from the simplicity that is Christ. 2 Corinthians 11 and 4. Somebody say the simplicity that is in Christ. The dispensation changed. Every Old Testament obligation on giving or indeed anything else was a type and shadow of Christ and has therefore collapsed into him. Every Old Testament obligation of giving, whichever seed you want to bring out from whichever part of the Bible, every Old Testament obligation of giving and indeed anything else was only but a type and shadow of Christ and therefore has now collapsed into him. First fruit, Christ is the first fruit for something that was coming in the intangible, he dropped it for them, intangibility. So that, that is how Christ has fulfilled the law. By becoming the first fruit that in his natural state required us to give and partake of in order to set us up for. Passover, same thing. Christ is our Passover lamb. If we have partaken of the Passover lamb once and for all, according to Hebrews 10, 14, once and for all, once and for all, we don't eat Passover every year because the Jews are celebrating it. We don't. We don't. That's a pseudo gospel. Gospel that, gospel with appendix of religious festivals. That's why I don't care about the festivals. Some of you, at least in this church, you have learned now not to text me Merry Christmas. You won't get an answer from me. Because you're a pagan. It's a festival. And Paul warned in the same Colossians to don't be caught up in festivals and observance of the new moon. The Israel New Year is starting. How is it starting? New moon. What's the difference between you and them? So there's this hybrid of religion. Christianity mixed with paganism, mixed with Judaism, mixed with diabolism. 
hybrid. Potent hybrid. Judaism, the law. Yes? Christianity. Paganism. Diabolism. That's the brand of what we are practicing in the name of the Lord. Carry sand from here and bring to church. Where do you see it in scripture? The Lord showed you. I rebuke that Lord. We silence his voice. Sheep hear his voice and follow him. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. Bring their hair to church. Let's pray. Oh, you, you are with a voodoo priest wearing a suit. Because they tie wrapper and paint their face, you are afraid. They hang the things in their shrine. You go, no, my conscience is not going to grieve me. So they wear a suit and come to church and carry a Bible. Because if, if they showed up as who they are, if they showed up as who they are, thank you. If they showed up as who they are, you'd be like, nah, this one, this one, this one, this one, no, this one, no set. So they clean up. Blue suit, blue socks, blue shoe, blue tie, blue button, blue teeth, blue perfume, blue bodyguard, blue Bible. God, this man of God. Oh, this man of God is very strong. White or white? So oh, he's holy. He's very chaste. He's pure. He's pure. He's very pure. He's very pure. He's very, 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 very pure. Red for the blood of Jesus. If you mix white and red, it means he has the blood has washed me white as snow. And you have not sat down to think in your head how red blood can make you white. Those of you that are looking at it as physical blood, red blood, the blood of Jesus, I washed you white. So a lot of us, when we got born again, they kidnapped our brains and put it in one fridge. I plead the blood of Jesus. What? Where are you? Where is the blood you are pleading? Where is it? How many liters of blood did he shed? Even the physical blood, he didn't take it to the Father. The blood poured on the ground. Where did he? Where was he able to pack the blood? All the blood that they started flogging him from Pilate's palace. In fact, from Cephas, the high priest's house, the entire stations of the cross. Who was following him and packing the blood? So that he, at the end, he will not show up before the father and say, Father, see the blood. You see, you have watched too much Nollywood. Too much. See why I say diabolism? Because you picture the throne of God exactly the way you picture an Ekpe priest's shrine. Dirty with plenty blood. That was the old covenant. No, he went in once and for all. The blood is not blood as in that red matter of hemoglobin. The blood is Jesus. Jesus is the blood of God. I'm not teaching that today. Because, and God mentioned it in Leviticus. He said, the life of a thing. Oh, my. Isa pagada andose prada hadaba. So... So Jesus, when he says the sheep whom he purchased, God, whom God purchased with his blood. Who is the blood of God? Because Christ is the life of God. So when Jesus entered with the blood, it wasn't Jesus with a basin. No. It wasn't Jesus with a basin. Okay, Father, 
Ah, yes. First of all, there's no physical blood for him to have even done. Two, if there was, and you've been pleading it since, you, you traveled from here to serve in Sokoto, you covered the road. From Calabar to Sokoto and to Helen, you, you soaked the road in the blood of Jesus. You were in a coastal bus. You immersed the coastal bus in the blood of Jesus. Then you covered all the tires with the blood. From here to Sokoto. And then you said, everywhere my sole of my feet is stepping, I cover it with the blood. You don't carry yourself and you dipped yourself in the blood. Then it was not enough. You still took the blood and sprinkled it around yourself. How many gallons of blood? You alone have used one tank farm of blood. Only you. And I've told you in this house many times, that is why most of the buses you travel in break down on the road. Because Bebeto, bus runs, engine runs on oil, not blood. By the time you carry blood, soak the engine. Or to any junction, the engine is overheating. You have not still received sense. You are in the car. The car starts to malfunction. You now continue to bleed the blood. You will sleep there. You didn't have sense to change it to the oil of Jesus. The oil. You are still pleading blood. When the blood has knocked the engine. Oh, you come and give testimony. Ha! Well, our journey was very tedious. We were there for two hours. They brought another car. When they brought another car, we eventually moved. We had barely gotten to Ito Bridge. They can't knock again. Where's the blood you are putting inside? So if it was physical blood, only you, as young as you are, you have used a whole tank farm of blood to do one journey. Calabar to Sokoto. Now, Auntie Helen has been around for more than half a century. By the time you add Auntie Helen, add Pastor Takin. Add Fred. Add this Emma that is looking like she's 18 years old. They have used a whole Atlantic Ocean of blood. But you see, when we think blood, we think that red thing that flows. And she's as white as snow. Life of a thing is in his blood. Blood is life. When Jesus entered the holy place, ah, I mean, why am I teaching? It might help somebody. Because you see, Mary Magdalene sees him at the garden. She says, figuring or thinking was the gardener, says, where have you hidden my Lord? And she says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? I am here. And she was going to touch him. She said, Rabboni, which means my beloved master. And, and he, he says to her, do not touch me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. What was the ascension there? Blood. He needed to present himself to the father as job done. He himself was the offering. He himself was the sacrifice. He himself was the priest that offered the sacrifice. He himself was the executioner that executed the sacrifice of himself. And he himself was the person to whom he made the sacrifice of himself by himself. Christ is the blood of God. Plead the blood. Plead it. To what end? The dispensations changed. We are no longer seen. He says in Romans 5, I believe. Sin shall no longer have dominion under you. For you are now under grace and not under the law. You can't be under both at the same time. You can't. 
You can't be under both at the same time. So, the dispensational change retired and absorbed every Old Testament obligation of giving. So, as a New Testament believer, if you were giving tithe and giving first fruit and giving redemption seed and giving all of that, you were giving wrongly. I said a while ago that Christ did not come to deliver you from prayer. He came to adjust your prayer focus. In the same vein, he did not come to save you from giving. He came to set your giving record straight. Essentially so that you will give as he gave. What kind of God is it that scares you to give him? If you want a, a Bugatti, you have to give a Bugatti offering. So if you, so wait, no, hold on. That means therefore, that if you need a baby, you have to give God a baby. You have to give God a baby. You have to go and kidnap a baby somewhere. And sacrifice the baby to God to get a baby. Or you have been wise enough to just keep the baby for yourself. You have to, I said this a few weeks ago, you have to provoke God with your offering. Is he from worry? Provoke, provoke, provoke. Ah, you've got no provoke. You can't give anything. You've got no provoke. You want God to do something for you? Provoke him. You want, you want, you want God to do something for you? Provoke him. Get him angry. He will bless you. Wind him up. He will pay attention to you. This is arm short that he cannot save. Old Testament. This is ear deaf that he cannot hear. Ah. For somebody in this room, this might be the most deadly, discomfiting message you ever heard in your life. I understand. Let God be true. No, he came to adjust your giving focus. You see, I'm, we'll probably get there next week because I have to start to round up. I, I was there teaching. You know? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still literally trying to do the intro. Literally. Because you see, as a son of God, you have to get to the point in your giving where you don't expect anything. In fact, you can fight God for trying to reward you for giving to him. Not the pastor that said the other day that if God appeared to him and told him that tithing is wrong, he will say it's a lie. If God appeared to him and said tithing is wrong, he would say it's a lie. I rebuke you. And I've said to you over and over, one of the most dangerous things in church is for somebody to tell you, yeah, he's working for me. You don't have sense. He's working for me. No, how you know you are maturing in grace is that you are looking for every opportunity to give. I don't want to even look at our text today, the Macedonian church. That's our case study. The Macedonian church. We'll look at that next week. You're looking for every opportunity to give. The same way sons of God pray just because. It's the same way sons of God give just because. For a son of God is an insult to be talking a son of God giving and mentioning percentage. Percentage of income. No, income, outcome, sidecome, upcome. All of it is the Lord's gross net blanket, bucket 
Because see, religion over the years has conditioned us to do the barest minimum it takes to make God happy and to keep him happy. The barest minimum. The least a child of God should pray every hour, every day is one hour, two hours. That's legalism. Because if it concludes, or if for, if for, it concludes rather that, that if you pray less than an hour, God is not happy with you today. That's religion. God is not happy with you today. You have to make it up. Ah, oh, pastor, are you saying, uh, you belong to that church? Are you saying International Ministries Incorporated? You know, you know that ministry? Yes, they have many members. Are you saying International Ministries Incorporated? Branches all over Nigeria. It's a Nigerian denomination. Are you saying? Pastor, are you saying? So are you not saying that? Religious trolls. You know who trolls are? Religious trolls. Are you saying? Are you not saying? No, we're saying what the word is saying. So as we, as we proceed into next week, we'll pick it up again. But I'm sure in the course of this evening, you have caught a lot. If nothing else, we have debunked the entire or demystified the entire Old Testament order of giving. That makes way or paves way for us to see giving in the light of the New Testament. And you will not be calling New Testament giving and mention tithe. They are not mates. You will not be calling New Testament giving and mentioning first fruit. Or mentioning redemption seed. Mentioning all of them obligatory things. No. You begin to discuss New Testament giving and the one thing that thrives in your heart is love. 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 And love only knows how to do one thing. Give. 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 God showed it. Don't start, try second guessing it. For God so. The important word there is the word so. Because it means this is how God loved the world. Does that make sense? God so, the so is showing you. This is how God, to show his love for the world, he gave his only begotten son. No insurance policy. No guarantee that he will have another son if Jesus decided to fail. And Jesus could choose to fail. Or else you know how I prayed that prayer in the, in the garden. He wasn't compelled by anything except love. It wasn't the nails that kept him on there. It was love. So when you think giving, think love. You will never struggle with giving another day in your life. Don't think obligation. Don't think reward. Don't think what will God do for me. Shall I show you one of the witchcraft practices in church? I have my pastor friends watching. It's what it is or it's not what it is. I must say the truth. You have an offering. It's offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. Give me your book, Emma, or a sheet of paper. Give me your book. Any sheet of paper. Okay. Yeah. Lift up your offering. See your envelope now. Lift up your offering. Start to speak to your offering. Wait for your offering to do what? No, no, hold on. Stay with me. I'm the one preaching. Start to speak to your offering. And then you are thinking, hey. speak to your offering. Speak to your offering. You're thinking, wait, what, what, what should I be telling my offering? Then we now answer it. Send your offering message. Send it on an errand. 
Now, close your eyes with your offering like that. Close your eyes. And for a second, teleport yourself from that church gathering to the priest's shrine. Don't laugh. Just change the environment. It's exactly what you're doing. Speaking to what man controls to do for you what you think God should do for you. Send your, tell your offering what to do. Kida my neighbor, kida my neighbor. Bring the baby, bring the baby. Release the job, release the job. Da ka, da ka, da ka, da ka. These are the incantations that Balaam said in Numbers 23 are not found in Israel. They are not found in the church. Balaam looked at the church from outside, the church in the wilderness, a type of the church. Looked at it and said, that Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. You are now the one divining. Telling money what money offering should do for you because you are putting it in a basket in a gathering called church. You see why I promised you guys in this church that there's some things I will never do. When we started, I told you I will offering basket in front. That's the last thing I will do. You don't want to give, don't give. Because if it's his will, it's his bill. Ah, he orders it, he pays for it. Where there's vision, he makes provision. No, it's not. I'm convinced about it. And I've told God, if I'm the only one you will bless to do the work, that, that's where I'm even wanting to get to. Why do you think I'm working as at now? Why do you think I'm laboring, setting things in place? So I am financially independent. I can teach the word and not look at your face. Teach the offering time. What's that? That becomes the highlight of every gathering. It doesn't matter what we do in church meetings. It must end up with offering time. I said, no, it's not happening. I stood my ground. So some of you remember. People came to my office. Bob, I said, I'm not doing it. It's, just, it's not working. <laughs> I said, it's not working. I'm not going to do it. And, and a lot of you that were joining us then shut down in your giving. Because the only giving you know is offering basket. Squeeze. Put it there. We can now create a whole department for counting your money. People have gone home to their families. You are there straight, straight in the money. Straighting the money. Writing. 100, 100, 29 pieces. 2,900. I know what I'm saying. Look at me like that. You can't intimidate me. It's not enough to say the total. You must explain the denominations and how they came. Valid, three. Torn, not usable, five. Write it down. Other people will check it and correlate it. They have two different accounts. Make sure all the accounts agree. You go home, you're not even sure whether you counted it well or if you missed something. Did you recount? You missed recount you. That's what Christ died for. You dance before the Lord. Dance. You squeeze that 15 hour off. Ten years ago, dance, go back, slow down the traffic. Yeah, go back. Yeah, you know, suspect those people that used to reverse in Thanksgiving. The offering is not big. I'm telling you. How many of you have done it? Say the truth. Yeah. How many of you have given empty envelope in offering? Say the truth. Uh. <laughs>
dance, you know. And it's the same people that will open their mouth and say, Hey, Grace, Grace will kill you. Why didn't he kill you? You're abusing Grace. What have you been doing since? You slow down the traffic. Oh. <laughs> Empty envelope. Because they say everybody, you know that thing is a design. It's a psychological design to ensure that even if you didn't plan to give, as you have to dance out, you arrange something to give. It's a carefully orchestrated psychological move. You see that usher that is not looking at you, not smiling. So most times you give to save your face. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, we are sitting down there. The day God cured me of that thing, oh my days. Look at me all you want. Eh? I've been sitting there. I'm not moving. The last time I encountered that, I sat down on the, on, the, on the stool. Sat there. The ushers were coming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I said, I'm not going. <laughs> they look at you like you are a sinner. God is God that will punish you. How can we be giving? You don't move. I'm not going. Why? And then you now care because you've ch- ch- chanted to the offering. Speak to Father as I give this offering. Let it come back to me. So if it's not coming back to you, you won't give. Why are you giving it? Send it back to me hundredfold, hundredfold, thousandfold. Even Bet Niger doesn't give you hundredfold, thousandfold. But when you think love, there's one thing only that you should think. Nothing else. Love. Give to give. You find that there's n- when you want, when you get there, there's nothing you can't give, and there's no time you can't give, and there's no time you have nothing to give. Nothing you can't give. No time you can't give, and no time that you have nothing to. Because see, money is an integral part of giving, but there's more to giving than money. You can't say you are giving and you're not parting with your money, but giving is broader than money. But because money is the most volatile and the most sensitive element in human existence, it's a true test of where your heart lies to put your money there. I look forward to the day in my time. In this church, we're like that already. I'm looking forward to the time where people across the nations will be cured from this spirit of mammon. And the church itself, herself, will rise up and take responsibility and support the work. I look forward to that day. Support the work. I do it in this church, I tell you, we have a needle. We need to pay rent. We need to pay. It's not God that wants to eat your money. We need the money to pay this bill. Don't blame it on God. The needs of the local church are met in that local church. So me, I will come and tell you. I'm not trying to. The Lord said there are 20 people here. The letter they give you for rent, the expiry date is 31st of September. Hmm? So how many days from now? Today's 22nd. Nine days. He said, the Lord said to me here, there are 20 people here who give God an offering within the next 10 days and see what God will do for you. When a pastor is speaking like that, he has calculated the deadline for the immediate bill when we won't pay. See, this is why they don't like me. And that's why I don't care. 
You have calculated how, when you say 24 hour miracle, there's a bill if you don't pay tomorrow, we're in trouble. The Lord said, no, 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 don't put it on the Lord. 10 days, and then we have to incentivize it. Write down on a sheet of paper 10 things you want the Lord to do for you. And if I be a man of God, Uncle, just come out. Tell the church. But our rent, if we don't pay, they will chase us out. All I have is you. The money we need is in your hand, in your bank account. You do not need a special leading to give. You are in this church by virtue of being here. That's all the leading that you need. Oh yeah, bring the money out. God will bless you as you do so. No need for that line. Most, line, that, most times that line, they follow scam. Check announcements in those days. Check announcements. Sister Nkiri will come. Oh, Fumens Fellowship. We're supposed to have a prayer meeting on Wednesday by 6 p.m. Please be on time. God bless you as you comply. So if you don't, if you don't comply, there'll be no blessing. And if you want blessing, comply. What kind of consequential Christianity is that? Because you don't have joy of doing anything. You're doing it for fear of consequence. Fear of give so that God will not kill me. Give so that God will bless me. Give so that Devorah will not chase me. Give so that they will not say I'm not. If, if. Think one word. The only thing associated to giving is love. In this church now, our worship team, you are running for rehearsal. We're not chasing you. Don't come. You're the one that will look stupid. The train will leave you behind. You'll be coming for rehearsal. We'll not use you to do anything. It's okay. Keep coming. You think I'm stupid? No, come. Sit down. They say, stand. You sit. They say, come. You don't come. No problem. We, we, will, we will grow and leave you. But now you are in a hurry to show up because you see that there's something about it that you love. All late comers will be penalized. If you come late, you carry a chair. You kneel down. You pay. Fine. And then you are running to be early. Not because your heart is there. And you become the problem of that department. Because you are there out of frustration in the first place. But when we create an atmosphere of love, that's why in church, the spirit of family is important. Spirit of family is important. So you understand it. You have a good grasp of it. And you think giving, ah, love. I love. I love it. That's the heart of a New Testament believer. Now you see the journey we have done? Where we have come from? So a lot of you tonight, first step is to start to repent of your bias towards giving because of what organized religion did to you. Because there's how where you are now begins to suffer as a result of what where you were did to you. Start to repent. Some of you owe this local church an apology. A lot of you, you can give more than you have been giving. But you have been caught up in the pain of yesterday. And you have not allowed love to lead. If God will not give you anything, will you give? That's when you are a true son of God. 
where you are giving and you are telling God, God, here is 10 grand. I love you so much. Keep the change. That's why you are a son. We need 10, 1 million here. Here is 1.5. Just, just drink water with the change. See what you did for me on the cross. Ah, see what you did. See what you did. And then I have the opportunity to give you 20 grand, 18. No, Lord, this is on me. Just let the church that you died to save, let it enjoy this off of me. The day we get there, and you see me, it's either we get there or we close this church and start another one with fresh people. But I will not compromise. Nah. The day that will come, I will, I will come and stand before you and say, Church, you see, I, I think I realized that that our model of not raising offering is not working now. So now we have to start raising offering. You will dance out. <laughs> you dance out. See, they are doing their own Thanksgiving once a month. Every two weeks in this church is Thanksgiving service. <laughs> department by department. Thanksgiving. Listen, listen. Can I warn you in this what about the house? What about the house? God will not even allow it. But you don't ever push me to the point where I use my brain to pastor you. Don't. Don't. Because it's brain. You, people are saying brainwash, brainwash. Trust me, you will not know when your brain has been high pulled. You will know. I'm serious. You want to try me? You will not have by an idea if I engage this brain of mine, my dark room, Ah, photographers know what I'm saying. No, so now we know what to do. And what we know to do that we're not doing is the easier way out. Oh. It's the easier way out. But that day will not come. In the building, we don't pay the rent. They say we should leave. We will leave. Do it outside. Go back to my house. Stay under a tree. Start all over again until the people arises that catches the truth of this. You know what I just realized now? Very nice thing. Should, should I tell you? Should I tell you? As this baby is in my hand and the mother cannot go. <laughs> they should go now. I just realized it now. Like, okay, now I can preach till midnight. Is anybody, anybody got some stuff tonight? Rise up on your feet and let's just thank God and give him praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And then you might want to say a few things. I, I, I'm a giver. I give in love. I, I activate my love faculty. I activate my love faculty. Say something. Say something in your understanding. Say something in the spirit. What a night. <laughs> what a night. What a night. What a night. Thank you, Most High. Thank you, Most High God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Has anybody got anything tonight? You got instructed tonight? Yeah? Which, which New Testament givers have emerged from tonight's meeting? Yeah. We give. We think one thing and one thing only. Love. Not law. Not obligation. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. I will show you next week. Has nothing to do with money. That scripture that you have used to collect your money for, for years has nothing to do with money. Judge not that he be not judged. As you do somebody, that's how some, the same measure with which you meet shall be meted out to you. Give and it shall come back 
to you. The evil you give, that's what is going to come back to you. If you give evil judgment, that's how it's going to come back to you. Press down, shake down, ring together. Ring, press down, shaking together, running over. Shall men give to your bosom? That's not the giving of God. <laughs> Don't miss next week. Don't miss next week. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.